This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station, Joy 94.9. You're listening to Kat and Farine on Joy 94.9. The disco tried to keep going then, didn't it? It did. It just kept going. It was really exciting disco stuff, obviously. <laughs> I actually, I have to say I pretty much liked the disco. It's been a while since I've heard any, so I thought that was a pretty um, uplifting drive time. Anyway, welcome to Dystopical, um, which is a debate and a reflection on what matters to queer women in the community. That's right. And this evening, we're talking about, um, you know, all the things that are important to women... Fascinators for femmes, um, <laughs> race dresses for dykes. <laughs> no, actually, wrong. We're not talking about any of those things, although I'm sure you've seen lots of lovely ladies on the street today. I know that I have. I know that I was fascinated. trying to have a, a, a conversation <laughs> with Farin earlier and um, couldn't really get a sensible word out of her because she was distracted by all the fascinators That's right. in the street. That's right. Just mm-hmm. the fascinators. Just the fascinators. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, tonight we're talking about the lesbian U-Haul. I think everyone has heard the joke, what does a lesbian take on the second date? What? A U-Haul, meaning a moving truck, for those of you that don't know that. Um, so basically, um, the U-Haul lesbian or the U-Haul syndrome um, is an LGBTIQ slang term used to describe a stereotype of lesbian relationships, and it originated from the punchline of that joke. Um, so I'm guess look I guess it um, it signifies a, an inclination amongst lesbians towards not only just monogamy but really committed relationships and really quickly committed relationships. Right, because on the face of it, monogamy and committed relationships doesn't sound like a bad thing, does it? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming around to that way of yeah. thinking. Yes, I. Yes, I can imagine that's true for a lot of people um but so i mean in some ways it's a complementary term but i think largely um it's pejorative um that idea that lesbians go and merge straight away anyway we will be talking about what it means um what merits we think it have it has um our own experiences with you hauling um if yes, any yes we have some <laughs> we have to confess we are guilty and, of such things and how it feels to be the friend of a u-hauler as well <laughs> so during the show you can text us on 0427 joy 949 you can facebook us at dystopical d-y-s-t-o-p-i-c-a-l of course you can use the smartphone joy app in order to contact us to or email us at dystopical at joy.org.au And come on, don't be shy. Tell us your U-Hauling stories. Confess. Tell us your secrets. <laughs> How many um, days were you together yeah, before yeah. you moved in? <laughs> we want to hear all about it because we've got our stories to share too. All right. Welcome back. You're listening to Dystopical on Joy 94.9. And what were we just listening to? We were just listening to Talk Like That by The Presets and Feel It In The Air, TV rock featuring Rudy. It always makes me feel happy. I know. There are two very, very happy songs. Thought we'd start off with something fun. <laughs> so we're talking about the lesbian U-Haul tonight. Um, Farin, you're familiar with this term, yeah? I am, and I think pretty much every lesbian out there is familiar with this term. Look, it originates from a joke. Um, however... And you tell it so well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm renowned for not being very good at telling jokes, for those of you that don't already know that. Um, so what I'm thinking is that because it originates from a joke, okay, people um, agree that it's a joke, 
it wouldn't be considered to be a joke or to be funny if there wasn't some tru- truth, some, some truth, some truth in it somewhere. If there wasn't something you could identify in it. Anyway, so the joke goes: What does a lesbian bring on a second date? The answer is a U-Haul, meaning, of course, a moving truck. Um, usually, um, it um, is followed or preceded by a joke about gay men, uh, which is, what does a gay man bring on the second date? And the answer is, what second date? <laughs> so, I guess, in some ways, the lesbian one's slightly less pejorative. Um, but, you know, it's a bit up in the air whether it's complimentary or pejorative. What do you think, Farine? Um, Look, I, I think that we make fun of it, but there's definitely an element of truth to it. It definitely... Um, resonates with me as in you know as something i've experienced myself and you know seeing friends go mean done perpetrated perpetrated i've (laughs) I've definitely been guilty of perpetrating this act of you hauling um with with i would add both men and women so maybe it says something about me rather than yeah um than about lesbians (laughs) maybe it does (laughs) um i don't don't think that moving in with someone or or as it's called you know the urge to merge um is necessarily a bad thing in itself, but I think it can have pretty bad consequences. I like this term urge to merge. Yeah, um, and I, I think that, you know, we've, we've see, we see it quite a lot. Like people... It's a gay slang. It is a yeah. gay slang term, and but when you actually see it quite a lot as well. You see it happening um, before your very eyes with friends who um, are, are single one day and then a wee the next day. Absolutely. I mean, and there hasn't, of course, as is the case with... Um, a lot of um, queer or even more specifically, usually lesbian or trans phenomena, um, there isn't a lot of research into it, though there is some. Um, psychologists, I guess, usually note that the U-Haul joke uh, epitomises the perceived phenomenon of lesbians to form intense emotional connections quickly. And critics of this tendency, not of the joke, but the tendency itself, suggest that it's used by lesbians to avoid the risks involved with dating. That's an interesting, um, you know, thing that they picked up there. It's a big criticism in many ways. Um, well, I mean, dating isn't such a fun thing. So if you find someone that seems right for you, why carry on with, you know, the supposed torture of continuing to date other people. Yeah, but if you look at the psychological underpinnings of that desire to avoid that, um, and I'm not saying I agree with this, but certainly certain critics um, do kind of make a link to a stunted development of intimate relationships during uh, teenage years. Wow, that's a little ouch. Yeah, that's (laughs) what I'm saying. (laughs) That hurts. Um, And I guess the reasoning behind that is that during that formative time for relationships, a lot of lesbians and gays um, are in the closet or, you know, not not in the situation where they can actually have an open, um, intimate relationship with a same-sex partner. But... um so, despite the concept, the U-Haul concept's positive suggestions that lesbians um, do not have difficulties committing to relationships, which I guess inherently is a good thing that you don't have difficulty committing to someone. I guess this is a very, very broad brush, um, you know, experience that we're trying to portray here. You know, some lesbians have definite problems committing, and you know, others are. Um, I have my hand up. And <laughs> others are in the middle, but um, generally, this. Um, you know, this, yeah, this, this ability. <laughs> I, I'm th- sitting here watching you trying to say something really supportive. This ability to <laughs> commit to relationships. I'm trying. Um, 
some psychologists believe that this behavior can be unhealthy. Um, they argue that the short dating span bypasses serious discussion on many relationship issues prior to moving in. Um, and, you know, these things can range from, you know, sexual compatibility, future expectations, um, where you want to live, where you want your life to go, um, whether you want to have children or not, whether you want to share a mortgage, have you even met each other's parents, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, all that sort of stuff gets bypassed and can manifest itself in various problems that you see later on in life. Yeah, of um, course. Problems that you would usually see hammered out during a dating stage of the relationship, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, that, that idea of moving in immediately or, or entangling oneself in one's li- someone else's life to the exclusion of all others um, means that, it, I don't know, it seems like it's not so much a focus on the person, but just on being in a relationship. Mm. Um which is, of course, you know, if you're rolling a dice and one of those facets is um, it's all going to work out great and the other five, are, it's going to be terrible at some point in the future. There are obviously people that can, that can pull this off, um, that can merge immediately with someone and it turns out fine in the end. So I just think it's risky. Hmm. All right. Well, we are going to play you a little dedication to all those um you know reformed u-haulers out there (laughs) this is cheryl crow my favorite mistake welcome back this is dystopical on joy 94.9 you're listening to kat and farine hi what were we listening to we were listening to um cheryl crow my favorite mistake and um green day holiday And how do people get in touch with us? How do they tell us their shocking U-Haul stories, their shocking U-Haul experiences? Or they're, they're really great U-Haul yeah, experiences well, that they've had. Serene, I'm, I'm really glad that you asked that. Thank uh, you. Yeah, so during the show, you can text us on 0427-JOY949. You can Facebook us at Dystopical, D-Y-S-T-O-P-I-C-A-L. You can use the smartphone Joy app to get in contact, or you can email us on dystopical at joy.org.au. So let's get back to the lesbian U-Haul. Excellent. Let's do it. I'm on that. I'm on that truck. I yeah, I know you've been on that truck, and we'll, <laughs> we will talk about that um, a little bit later. Um, I guess um, I, I'd like to talk about why. Why do we think people do this? Why do they move in together or merge so quickly? Um, and you know, just give well. Okay, I, I want to give my opinion and my theories, but of course yours as well, Fran. Okay, well, let's hear yours. And then we could talk about your personal experience of um, doing that. Um, okay, well, from the, the research that I could find, mm-hmm. which is, of course, often in the field of um, lesbian phenomena, <laughs> uh, not a lot, um, there, you know, there's a few theories out there. Um, one being uh, to do with a reaction to homophobia. That's an interesting one. Yeah, look, sort of basically um, that lesbians like to jump into relationships to prove to the world that lesbian relationships do exist. Now, that sounds a little bit, you know, anachronistic, um, but I guess... I'm not sure if I, if I buy that one. Yeah. Um, I don't think... I, Consciously, at least, I don't think that these decisions that you know women make to move in together are based on um, a reaction to the world necessarily. Yeah, I but think- I, but I think if you're looking at internalized homophobia, okay, that idea that you know women can't really have relationships. So you know we always get a bit excited when you know someone we find out someone's dating someone. So maybe I don't know. Maybe there's something in it. Maybe it's about um, 
just being so thrilled to say, hey, women do have relationships and see they work. We can move in together just like a straight couple, etc., etc. Um, yeah, I think more than that, it's about, you know, rather than, you know, proving to the world um, anything, I think it's about seeking comfort in someone else that is, you know, like you that um, can share whatever, you know, experiences of homophobia you're having in the world together. It's, um, it's lonely doing it on your own having those experiences and I think that um, having someone a buddy um, to go through it with, to you. Go through it with yeah. and you know, understand make, you and understands what it's like and you know you can share those experiences together you, you feel stronger when you're with someone um, else doing those things I think yeah and, and I guess the downside of that well in my opinion is that we should be praising the quality of relationships not the fact that we're in one yes yeah so you know holding being in a relationship up on a pedestal um, as opposed to being single strikes me as not a particularly necessarily uh, healthy thing. Absolutely. And I hope, I've always said, I think you really have to be happy with yourself first to be in a relationship. Yeah. And, well, I guess the it's generally kind of accepted that people that rush into relationships are somewhat insecure. Hmm. Which may, I mean, please don't be offended or be offended if you must, but... Yeah, um, I don't know if that's necessary. Uh, maybe it's not always the case, mm. but I think it certainly can be the case. Okay. Okay. All right. So the other major theory out there um, is that lesbians U-Haul so fast because um, they're skipping the dating part. What do you think? Um... Well, first of all, I'd like to say I'm a fan of skipping the dating part. I think dating is awkward. I think it's like a... Um, it's it's like going on you know um, a job interview constantly, always putting yourself out on display like that. I think there's a lot of pressure with it, and I don't find it a particularly enjoyable experience. Um, so if I could skip the dating part, I would skip the dating part. Really? Because I like the dating part. See, I would I would skip the awkward dating part. I would I love getting to know someone like in a genuine sense. I hate I think what I hate is first dates. I hate the performance yeah. and the acting of first dates. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty I think funny. the the getting. To <laughs> know someone you know learning their likes learning their dislikes um you know deciding that they've got a completely different top 10 movie list in you and it's never really going to work out those things are all fun um but the first dates are excruciating and if i could find a way to get to the second date oh in lesbian words that's, that's you hauling. that's you hauling, right um yeah. the second the and we'll actual come back second to that date with you in a minute. Yeah. the actual second date then i would love to get there um look i guess there are other reasons for not hating dating for for hating dating um even though i Unlike you, I, I don't mind it that much. Um, that's it. Not that I'm doing it at the moment because it clearly, yeah, I go through phases of not liking it as well. Um, but, I mean, it isn't that easy to meet other women. So I guess, well, I mean, it's not as easy if you're a gay woman to meet other potential partners mm-hmm. as it would be if you were a straight woman, statistically speaking. Um, or depending on where you live, there may not be many places to do that, even if there's millions of them out there. Um, so I guess I could see why if you meet someone that you at all like, you might want to hang on to them so that you don't have to go back out there and do it all over again, potentially for ages. Yeah, absolutely. All right. What next? Well, I would, I wanted to talk to you about your, your U-Hauling. My U-Hauling experiences. Look, I... And how I, how I felt about that. (laughs) Look, I, I've (laughs) been guilty on actually more than one occasion of being a bit of a... U-hauler, I guess, as you would call it. Um, 
one in the first situation this was actually with a guy um not with a girl and i decided to move countries to be with that person how um, long had you been together we'd been together for well we'd known each other for four or five years but we'd actually been together for several months not more than that okay so yeah. you moved countries i moved countries mm-hmm. um and the relationship lasted a couple of years, but in hindsight, um, I would have liked to go much slower with it. Um, I think that the moving countries thing was a little unavoidable, but the moving in together thing, you know, I could have done a bit slower than I did. Um, I think I put all eggs in one basket, and I, I think I realized that that's kind of a pattern of mine as well. I'd sort of an all or nothing Yeah, it's so like an all or nothing thing. Um, and I, I did that recently as well again. Yes, you did. I did. <laughs> um, yeah, we didn't, we didn't actually move in, but we got you know, pretty serious pretty fast. And um, I'd like to think it's because I'm an incredibly hopeful person. And I'd like to hope that, um, that things are going to work out with that person. And if they have for a couple of months, and I you know, like to test the waters by making it more serious. Putting all your bills in it each other's names (laughs) yeah why not look i just think that um it's such a risk to move so fast with someone who is to all intents and purposes somewhat of a stranger um even though it feels your hormones feel like you know each other inside out um pardon the pun i didn't really i really didn't mean that for (laughs) you um but i i think that look it's not just a potentially unhealthy relationship um, where you've got all these, you know, insecurities, feeding insecurities and spending all your time together um, and therefore, you know, you blocking out the outside world and not getting any other, um, you know, input from Feedback, other people. input, yeah. But what about your relationships with friends? Well, I think this is um, where the balance often suffers. And I was reading this article um, where when you get into a relationship you kind of have you know maybe let's say a top five friends list mm. um and you know the the bottom friend or the, you know the friend the fifth friend number, or whatever, five. number five kind of falls off the list because you're not they're the the last you've only got five so friends. much time yeah exactly yeah. um and your you know your best friend or your your top friendship where you spend most of your time that relationship also suffers because all of a sudden a lot of the things that you would have been doing with your best friend you're now doing with this other person yeah and i think that's common and this really um this sort of article was written for heterosexual so i think it is common for everyone um but I think it's, it is experienced by the friends of you haulers, unfortunately. A lot. Absolutely, and look, there are also those friends that not just you know deprioritize you, but there's a couple of other behaviours that I think can be really damaging to friendships. Um, one is when your friend um, uh, only now wants to interact with you with their partner present. Mm-hmm. So you know those couples that just interact socially as couples. Um, that they become an instant we and all social things automatically become... Involve both of them. Yeah. And look, I don't, I don't have a problem hanging out with people and their partner and sometimes you become friends with both of them. But there's... You can't actually replace one-on-one interaction with people with a one-on-two interaction with people. Absolutely. I agree. And I really do think that um, your individual time with your friends, your individual time with your families is incredibly important um, and that I think it's unhealthy to be doing everything Yeah, together. I think it's formative. Yeah. Uh, not threatening. Um I've even, I had a friend once who actually just disappeared altogether. Like one, one day, 
you know, she was here. We all had a normal social life, group of friends. Next day, met a girl and literally within a couple of weeks disappeared. I've basically never seen her since. Wow. And this was years ago. Um, so also that makes you think like, you know, was this a genuine friendship that I put my time and my love and my care into? Or were you just treading water with me until someone who could, you know, meet all your needs comes it, along? It does make you question um, how important you are as a friend when when this U-Haul thing happens to your friends. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it can be quite jading. Um, <laughs> look, I guess on the flip side of it, U-Hauling is a good as any test of a relationship. Um, I guess you'll find out sooner rather than later um, if you are meant for the long haul, excuse the pun, um, you know, whether you will be able to do things together, whether you're good domestically, whether you're good at doing I, chores together, whether you're good at, you know, cooking together, making plans, whatever it is. I think it, it tests those things. It tests, tests them earlier rather than later. True, but it's also a, quite a lot of risk because when you break up from a domestic relationship, um, well, for starters, um, breaking up from a domestic relationship is not as easy to do as breaking up from a non-domestic relationship. Um, also, it involves losing a hell of a lot of money. Yeah. Um, often uh, family gets involved as well because, you know, they this this person is situated as being part of your family to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think you're putting all your eggs in your basket and it's it's a spindly little basket <laughs> or something. But I th- well, look, on the other hand, I think it's not like the days when – um, in you know when people moved in with one person and stayed put for a very long time, we're much more mobile than you know we used to be. Um, we tend to move into share housing, you know, in and out with more casualness than we did before. That's true, but I also think that as a community, we tend to admire lesbians who are in long-term relationships because we don't have a lot of role models in that's, that area. That's true. Um, but, and, you know, so we're saying, yay, they've been together for ages. See, you know, gay relationships can last. But then, again, we're applauding those relationships for their longevity, not for their quality. Mm. So I think, you know... Well, in some sense, that, we equate the two. Yeah, we do. And I think it can work the other way around. You know, you don't... I think that people can stay in relationships much longer than perhaps they should because being in that long relationship is seen to be such a good thing and is lauded so much by society or at least our community. What do you think? Um, I think I'm ready to play this song. All right, what are you going to play me? I'm going to play you Salt and Pepper. <laughs> okay, great. Welcome back. You're listening to Kat and Farin on Joy 94.9. We've just been playing you a little bit of... Um, Ooh, what have we been playing you? Oh, salt. <laughs> sorry. Where did you go? <laughs> sorry, I don't know. Push it, salt and pepper, <laughs> and the lovely Adele hiding my heart. Away. Oh, that made me know. really teary. Yeah, it is a very cute song. It's lovely. And while we're on a song break, um, one of our listeners called in to give some feedback. We've been talking tonight about the lesbian U-Haul. Um, so thank you, Nina, for doing that. Um, she says that she took the U-Haul plunge, and although there were a few teething problems initially, the relationship actually lasted for over 10 years. Um, even though, interestingly, she lived with her partner's young children who were unaware for many years of the nature of their parents' relationship. Mm. Um, and although she doesn't think she'd do it personally again now, I wish she'd said why, um, <laughs> she suggests that if the opportunity presents Presents itself, then listeners should also take the plunge and, and hire that moving van. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, and we've just had uh, another um, listener 
um, text in and tell us that she and her girlfriend have been going out for a year. Um, they and two other friends are moving out together next year because I think we might lose touch with our friends. Huh. However, this might ha- not happen because of difference in opinion. I would still be happy to move out with my girlfriend even though we wouldn't be able to live with our friends and hopefully our friends will understand and not be mad. Not sure if I should put a name down, she says. Um, so, I think that's okay to be anonymous. <laughs> yeah, I think that's okay. Um, and I think that you know, choosing who to move in and out with can, you know, can be difficult in trying to move in with friends, move out with friends, I think. So, it's a, yeah, it's a balancing act. Always. But Whether I like, it's friends or lovers. But I like to think that with, you know, lesbians, there is an extended community family thing out there and you can, you know, make a home with your partner and with, you know, a few other people. Mm. I'd like to think that. Yeah, I'm sure you would. <laughs> All right, so um, we're moving on to the Agony Aunts section. I'm, I'm, can I read it tonight? Sure, of course. Okay, and you can be the wise um, answer of the question. As okay? always. All okay. right, here we go. This is obviously about you hauling. Dear Dystopical, I've met someone online and I've really enjoyed getting to know her. The funny thing is on both of our profiles, we, we both mentioned something about not you hauling and not wanting to do it. But um, it's just eight weeks in and she's already suggesting that we move in together. This is not weird. I like her, but she's going way overboard. She's become clingy and possessive really fast. How do I deal with this? And what is up with the lesbian U-Haul syndrome? <laughs> well, funny you ask. That's exactly what we're talking about today. <laughs> Look, I think one of the points that we really want to make here, and we have made earlier, is that the pace of relationship is you know, not related to the quality of relationship. Um, some women rush together into lasting love, seizing upon a truly, truly good fit, um, but hurrying towards a finish line. Some women project romantic wishes on just about any pretty girl who comes along. Some skip from relationship to relationship with no breaks, and others attempt to cure uncertainty through stability. So I guess there's variations on what is true love, idealized love, or fears of just being alone. Um, but to qualify as, as such, there must be you know, a co- cooperative effort um, around that. Look, try not to prejudge this girlfriend too harshly um you know i would (laughs) the quest for a happily ever after with the right woman um can be a you know it's a phase and it takes you know different things to push it through um you know if you're really not comfortable set boundaries and see how your girlfriend you know reacts to it reacts to this is she able to slow down is she able to respect your opinion um can she pull back from that wanting to u-haul so desperately um or is she you know continuing to push forward see what you're comfortable with and you know push back when you're not and p.s never ever merge finances in the first year yeah i think that was really good advice for you very wise thank you that's actually you know, and that's true we, we got a little help from you know other places yeah of course <laughs> It's important to do your research. But uh, I think that's actually, it's quite a balanced perspective because I know I would have said, oh, run screaming. Um, but, you know, it's, well, it's look, possible that it, there are some mixed messages going on. If it's right and it feels right, then just do it. You know, Kat, your parents, you hold, and, you know, they're still together. That's actually a really good point. There you go. Uh, my parents um, got married within six weeks of their first date. And that was, oh, 1968, and they're still together. And they're actually still happy. So there I you go. I there's there's say. a really good example of you hauling, and we know we got a text about that too. So it's not all terrible. Yeah, I know it. Forty three years. I know it raises your alarm bells, but you know for some people it's the right <laughs> it thing. Gives to me do. palpitations and I start <laughs> to sweat. Um, but yes, obviously it does work for some people. 
All right. This is um, the end of our show for today. Mm. Um, thank you for being with us. And up next is TJ and Keza with White Noise. But just before we go, I want to play you just this this song that's been in my head. And it's very lovely. And it's very boppy. And it's got this reggae beat. So I hope you enjoy it, too. <laughs> good night. Have a good evening. To find out more about Joy 94.9, check out joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.